Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Happiest Hour on Earth. We are really excited tonight because it is about to be Mickey Mouse's 95th birthday as of tomorrow when this episode comes out. He was birthed, <laughs> so to speak, November 18th, 1928. So he's going to be 95 years old. Crazy. He's an old mouse. Um, so with that upon us, we decided that it would just be a fun time to just chat about Mickey and basically the impact he's had on the world all these years. Um, he's just, he's been a staple in households all around the world, honestly, from the time that he was created to now. And so we just really want to chat about what he means to us and just what a world would look like without Mickey. So mm. we're really pumped about this episode. Let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. So before we jump into this episode, we have some exciting news. We have partnered with Expedition Roasters to give you guys 10% off your entire coffee order. And also when you need more coffee, just use our code again. You get 10% off every time you use our code and let us just tell you it is awesome it's pop culture themed coffee so a lot of it's disney the ones that we get are disney but there's also things outside of that yeah. um, that are just really fun and you gotta check out all their flavors and you gotta try what what are some of the favorites that oh we've my had gosh. i think oh, there's so many good ones you guys i think one of my favorites is the tiki coconut yeah i just love coconut things so that one is one of my favorites. That's so but amazing. There's a churro one that is yeah. quite delicious. Prospectors. Prospectors roast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also love the Fortune and Glory, which is like yeah. a bourbon. Mm-hmm. Is it like bourbon maple or bourbon? I oh, it's so. so good. It's Indiana Jones themed. They're so good. It's so, so good. You guys, uh, I can't recommend enough grabbing a couple bags. Just, just get a few because yeah. chances are you're going to love them and you might as well just have a few bags of them and speaking of bags the bags are just beautiful and i want to frame them i think we have saved all of the bags that we've gotten because they're just so cool yeah and you can find the links below whether you're watching on youtube or on a podcasting platform go use that link use our code save on some coffee and you're going to love it so good yes we promise so like emily said mickey mouse has had an impact on not just animation but just the world as we know it we Rewatched Mickey, the story of a mouse on Disney Plus. Um, most good. of it uh, <laughs> yeah. last night before recording this episode. We are very tired uh, parents of two now, so we definitely fall asleep Might and miss a lot of a things. Bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is just such a wonderful, I guess, kind of doc- yeah, documentary yeah. about the making of Mickey Mouse. And so it just got us thinking about like, what would the world look like without Mickey Mouse? Because he's touched so much not just in America, but all over the world. And so I was going to take you on a little brief history of Mickey Mouse. If I, if I say something that's not exactly right, I'm going to be as, as correct as possible, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different stories with the creation of Mickey Mouse. Um, and so, you know, if I, if I stumble and say something else, just know that, you know, I'm not a Disney historian, but this should be, <laughs> he's a tired should be parent. Correct. I am a tired parent. He's doing his research um, as best as he can. Exactly. So the creation of Mickey Mouse is just such a crazy story and such a story of perseverance and looking at, you know, looking at us in our lives and goals and dreams that we would like to achieve 
sometimes we might get shot down and we just kind of throw it away and don't keep striving for something else. And, and this is a story about, you know, um, broken dreams, but getting back up and keep pushing through because this story starts with Oswald, the lucky rabbit that Walt Disney, um, created, I believe with a by works and, They were uh, contracted out by Universal, I believe. And so they're going to be making a couple of shorts of Oswald the uh, Lucky Rabbit for Universal because they wanted to get into the animation game. And so they're doing all of this that, you know, Walt was creating these Oswald shorts for them. And sneakily, Universal started taking a lot of Walt Disney's animators. And so (laughs) during this time, as he was building his studio... Universal was like, we want to expand this business. So they're taking a whole bunch of animators. And Walt Disney thought that his contract was going to be renewed with Universal. And they said, um, you know, you can't do that. You can't actually take Oswald to other studios. He is ours. And so I think easily someone could look at that and be like, you know what? That was my everything. Like, where am I going to go from here? Because it had... Yeah, it had moderate success. Like, people loved Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, you, and it could just be like, okay, that was my one thing. And yeah. be done. Giving up now. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. And then so from there, Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks were like, we want to create something that is not contracted out to anyone else, but that will be our own creation. And so Ub Iwerks actually drew the first sketch of Mickey Mouse. Um, I think a lot of people think, Walt Disney did, and Walt Disney was definitely a huge part of that. Also, Lillian Disney was a huge part of that as well. You know, originally it was going to be named Mortimer Mouse. Lillian, Walt's wife, said That's that awful. name is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, you should do Mickey Mouse. And so um, Ub and Walt were really hand-in-hand creating Mickey Mouse, and uh, Walt Disney actually lended his voice for Mickey Mouse up until... I think late thirties or early forties. So a lot of the classic Mickey cartoons, that's actually Walt's voice, which is just so awesome. Yeah. And the, the cool thing is that like Mickey was not an overnight success. Like imagine that you get your, your, your loved Oswald, the lucky rabbit taken away from you. You're like, maybe we could try something new and maybe that'll kickstart something. So they made plain crazy and galloping gaucho, a gaucho. And those were okay. Like the, it, it was they weren't really flops, but it was just received with like moderate success. Mm-hmm. And then Walt Disney could have thrown in the towel there too and tried something else. But what he did, he he was like thinking outside the box. And so he created the first ever um, synced sound cartoon. And so he was like, you know, instead of these silent films where you go to the theater and someone's playing like the, the organ or the keys to provide the sound, he's like, let's actually try to sync sound with this so we won't need, you know that music in the theater and everything's going to be as you're watching it, there's going to be a whole bunch of different sound effects and music and all that embedded into the cartoon. And at first it wouldn't even sync. They did all this work and it just wasn't syncing up correctly. Um, But he was like, you know what? I think we have something here and they kept trying and kept trying and they were able to sync everything up the way they wanted it to be. And actually at the Walt Disney family museum, there's that really cool exhibit where you could kind of sync up the sounds like the animators um, mm-hmm. or the sound effect people did back in the day, which is yeah, it's so such cool. an awesome experience. You know, they were just watching the cartoon being played and they were recording and they were just 
hitting things at a certain point and making the weird sounds all in like real time to make sure that everything synced up perfectly. Um, and that was a major success. Steamboat Willie, the first synced sound cartoon. And so I think we could take that lesson of like, Walt kept getting shot down, you know, things taken away from him, things not being as big as he wanted them to be. Um, and just persevering and was like, how can I, how can I change the industry so that we can get out on top? And that's what he did with Steamboat Willie, which is just so cool. I agree. I think it's a perfect picture of like the American dream, you know, mm, yeah. like his, his story of persevering through all the trials that he had to go through to create Mickey Mouse and the success that came with that is, you know, it's just a testament to the American dream, you know, yeah. he, he lived it out. And even though he got shot down so many times and, you know, was dirt poor when he initially came to LA, you know, as a, what, how old was he? 20 or yeah, young, he, was, he was so young. Young 20s. When Steamboat Willie came out, I believe he was like 27 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and that was wow. years that later. Was, yeah. So he was really young and he had a dream and it, you know, it, it came to fruition, even though it took so much out of him. I mean, I think so many of us would have just given up, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay, throw it in the towel. Like this, this is obviously not meant to be, but yeah. you know, he, he stuck it out and look what came of it. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, but Mickey is universally loved. Like it doesn't matter what country you're in. Like everyone knows who Mickey is. Yeah. And he's just kind of a symbol of, hope and he's just like he just brings about joy in people i think and that's something yeah. that i love in that documentary as well as like in the beginning of the documentary it actually has a clip from the studio where walt and roy yeah yeah roy? yeah um yeah it was walt and roy it was the the, the disney first brothers studio, studio. Yeah, yeah yeah on kingswell avenue uh -huh. yeah and now there's like a tattoo shop slash like skate shop mm -hmm. there and the guy there was a guy in there getting a tattoo and the tattoo artist was asking him like why mickey mouse and he was like there's just a lot of darkness in the world and it keeps getting darker and you know mickey's just kind of um, a light in that basically. Yeah. Which I just, I think that resonates with so many of us. And it, it connects you to your childhood. And I think we've brought up points like this before, but when you're a child, you, um, you're not jaded by what's going on. And as, as a child, your imagination is so, um, broad. so broad. And also your love for people is so broad. And as you get older and you just see like what the world is doing to itself as adults, like if, if everyone were kids, <laughs> I think it'd be Seriously, a chaotic world. world in some in some sense, but also um, a much peaceful and imaginative world. Mm -hmm. And so Mickey almost like is a part of connecting with our childhood and the joys of childhood. And that's not, you know, to say that you should be naive about certain things or ignorant to what's going on. But I think you could connect into that innocence of life and and try to achieve, you know, that kind of uh, sense of wonder and love and imagination that yep. Mickey Mouse really brought about in the world. And and we're going to be talking about like what a world without Walt Disney would look like, but I want to even touch upon real quick. What would, a, what would the world be like if Universal never 
stripped Oswald the Lucky Rabbit from Walt Disney. Imagine that. Yeah. If it had moderate success, people liked Oswald. What if what if Universal was like, you know what? He's your character. Like, keep going. Yeah. And we had Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And it was just mediocre like, and was would, never like Mickey was superstar. Would Walt have ever even like thought of the idea of Mickey if he didn't have to because Oswald was still his thing? I think that it would have been a mediocre su- success, but would he have fallen to the ranks of like Felix the cat? Like I mentioned earlier yeah. where, you know, there's like no, there's no theme of parks of like Felix the cat. There's no, yeah. um, what feature length movies came from that studio that created Felix, you know, it's like, it's not recognizable. So if Oswald, if universal never had that negative impact on Walt Disney, would he have ever even yeah. gotten to this so that's it's the thing like, too is that you could see these negatives as a blessing um because yeah. it will lead you to something that like it, should be better it you know? had to could happen that way for mickey to happen yeah like oswald had to be taken and you know he's basically forgotten now and you have to start somewhere like oswald had to be created in the first place yeah but then also had to be taken away mm-hmm. so it's like the stepping stones for yeah. walt to have been able to even Come up with the idea of yeah. Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's just so and crazy. Then from there, it was like Mickey. I don't, I don't know why it's so interesting how Mickey became immediately so much more successful. I mean, not immediately, but yeah, like, but like soon after, he yeah. has become such a more popular thing than Oswald was ever going to be. Yeah, I know it's so crazy. And once Mickey Mouse just was killing it at the box office. Um, this led to a lot more money for the Disney company and he put his animators back into uh, school so they could, you know, rather than trying to draw static um, figures, they would really kind of focus on motion, um, you know, people moving and really capturing that, that fluidity of characters. And um, he did this because he knew that he wanted to do something very special, which was create Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which for the most part is the first full length feature animated film. Now there were some, I just found this out (laughs) crazy before 1940s. Yeah. Before snow white, um, that were, you know, in other countries, some, you can't even find them anymore. Um, kind of like lost films. Um, but this, even though it wasn't technically the first feature length animated film, it's the first one that used um, cells, so like first one using that medium, and also just like the first like success mm-hmm. of it. And it was actually, I think, the Academy Awards did recognize it as the first feature length mm. film. I think it is the first one in the United States mm-hmm. um, as well. And so he said, you know, I, I remember there's another, I think it's Imagineering story or, or something like that. It's like, would someone even watch a feat like an hour and a half long cartoon? People doubted him so much, and he said, "You know what? I think they would." And he created that in 1937. And he had to act out the whole movie in front of like producers or something like that. Right? Yeah, it was yeah animators produce. I forgot who it yeah, was to like whoever. really sell the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Walt had to act as Snow White and the, <laughs> the Queen and, and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So funny to um, think about. <laughs> I know it's, it's hysterical. He was, <laughs> he was. Yeah. And that was such a big feat. Cause I think it took, I think what I heard last night about a million dollars to create 
Back um, then. So back then in the 30s. That's a lot that's, of money. That's insane. And so as we look at that, and we know that Snow White led to many other feature-length films, animated films that we love today, um, I think that brings on one of the first points. Like, if Mickey was never created, would we have animated films today? And, you know, it it really started with Disney, but then there's multiple different animated studios that came uh, after that. And and I, I feel like, um, I don't know, at least half of the movies, I could be wrong, um, that come out today are like animated. Maybe a quarter of the movies are animated, yeah. but it's such a big medium for uh, films. And would we even have that if Walt Disney never took the step yeah. to do that? If, if he never created Mickey Mouse, he would never have the money to create a feature length film. Mm-hmm. And he had that money because of Mickey Mouse. So if he was stuck with Oswald and had free reign, would he just be kind of doing Oswald for so long and be like, we can't take on a feat that big. Yeah. Would he have had the idea for that? That's a great question. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think, I think it still could have happened. Mm-hmm. There could have still been films, but I, I don't think that the quality would ever have reached Disney quality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because even today there's a marked difference between like a Disney or Pixar really compared. Yeah. yeah with like, um, you know, what are some of the other ones? So no, not Sony. What am I thinking? Yeah. I think like Sony owns DreamWorks. Like yeah, DreamWorks. Yeah. Like, like yeah. all those other ones. I mean, those movies can be good. Like, you know, yeah. we all love Shrek. There's, there's a lot of animated movies that are really good, but Nothing I don't think could ever quite reach the level of Disney. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what would have happened. I don't think we ever would have had like that bar. That set. bar. Yeah. Yeah. We probably would have had animated movies today. Yeah. But the bar would have been, I think, a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like they just wouldn't be very good. I don't think because yeah. now it feels like. Like, I think everyone knows that Disney makes the best animated films. So if other companies know that, then that's like their competition mm-hmm. and they're trying to get to that level, I feel like. Yeah. But and I think some was, of them, I mean, I I think with how quality has kind of gone recently with Disney movies, I mean, before, yeah, before true. the Academy Awards, like Disney would always win the Oscar for Academy uh, or for for animated movies, and now we've kind of I seen a shift a in that. Um, and true. you know, so there now there's competition on that other side. Um, because I know a lot of people talk about a lot of DreamWorks movies that are really good, and That's so true. Disney need to, needs to really go back into kind of examining what makes an animated movie good, and um, because the quality from back then, I mean, when you think to, to all of those movies that are just legendary in disney history just like snow white peter pan cinderella cinderella yeah. yeah it's just so so many that you know the stories were perfect the characters everyone fell in love with like the animation was amazing the colors just everything about them was so spot on it really definitely has taken a dive i would say and i think that's the thing too is a I mean, I can't, I can't put the blame on animators or storytellers or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But I think sometimes you're like, 
we are the ones who created it. This this is what we do. We have to pump out a movie every year or so. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna create. We're gonna pump them out. You know, obviously it takes a lot. There's multiple teams. Creating an animated movie takes years upon years, but it it's a little bit stretched thin. I think it needs to come back to rather than this is just what we do. We have to create a movie. Really like see that honor that you have to to continue the legacy mm-hmm. um that started with mickey mouse and has gotten to where they are today yeah. um si- what 60 animated feature films and counting it's crazy so wild. um but I, another thing that i think would be really different is theme parks you know i think a lot of our listeners and we as well love disney because of the theme parks mm-hmm. and um what would those look like if Mickey yeah. never started and we never got people in love with animated move or animation mm-hmm. and then the movies that came from it and yeah. Walt would never really have I don't think he would have the the money and the drive to do what he did um in the 50s sitting on that bench and saying you know what I think we need a place where adults or parents and kids can have fun together mhm because he, he went through so much and that kind of led him to the, this idea that he could have these big ambitious goals. And he went through with theme parks. And what did Lillian say about theme parks that in general? That they're dirty. And yeah, why would you ever create it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, because, yeah, once again, theme parks, I guess, did exist before mm. that. But they were not good. More like boardwalky, carnival-y. Yeah. yeah. So once again, Walt Disney set the bar for theme parks, too. Yeah. So I think that still holds true today, at least in terms of like theme. Because I mean, yes, there's a lot of theme parks out there that have like crazier rides and like, you know, there's like more, more like excitement, quote unquote. Yeah. Thrills, depending on what you're wanting in a theme park. But overall, the quality of Disney has always been top notch. Yeah. Including the theme parks. Yeah. I think it would definitely look a lot different. Cause and then you get, well, when did universal create a theme park? I'm so curious. So yeah, it looks like universal studios, Hollywood, um, opened in 1964. I think actually not Sperry farm opened up before Disneyland. Let me see. That's the one that's true. That one has been there for a really long time. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> not Sperry farm has been open since 1920. Um, a very long time, but, but honestly, like it was, it was like definitely a step above, um, carnivals and, and boardwalks and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not like Disney, Disney quality. And I think for a long time, it was more like, here, have this jam and like maybe (laughs) do like a tractor, right? Like I could be wrong about that, but I'm sure that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Not really rides and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I think it would look a lot different. And then it's funny that, you know, Universal took Oswald for the longest time. And then Disney was like, I'm I'm going gung-ho. I'm creating all this. And then they had to really catch up with the um with the theme parks and with the yeah. movies and all that stuff. But interesting, yeah, I definitely think theme parks would be a lot different. And imagine, let's just imagine for a sec, not having theme parks. Like I grew up going to the theme parks with my parents and like that was just something we did and impacted my childhood so much. You know? Yeah. It's just. I know. It's like if we didn't have it, it's not like we would know what we were missing out on if it didn't exist, you know? Yeah. But thinking back now, 
having had it in our life for this long, it's just so hard to imagine a world without Disney or Mickey. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Because it's just left such an imprint on our hearts and so many other people's hearts. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a weird one. I'm just going to take this because I think by this time you were sleeping in the movie. I thought this was very interesting. Um, Mickey Mouse cartoon started, what, 19? Oh, yeah, Mickey Mouse, 28, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the Great Depression happened 1929. So literally a year after Mickey Mouse was created. And this was an interesting part in the documentary that parents were trying to find work. And a lot of kids didn't really spend that much time with their parents during this time because you're just scraping to try to get money during this, this, um, you know, recession, um, during the great depression. And so what kids did a lot of the time, the cheapest thing that there was to do was go to a movie house and watch cartoons. And they just emphasize this fact that like so many kids didn't really know what was going on. They knew it was bad. Um, but they could find hope in these Mickey Mouse cartoons. And just happiness. And, like it just brought yeah. them like something happy into their day that there definitely wouldn't have been because there just was not much happiness going on yeah. <laughs> at that time. And yeah, there could have been like other cartoons for sure. But I think the whole movement of Mickey Mouse and like the the popularity, it was it was like, did you see that, you know, cartoon, whatever? It was like everyone was all these kids were unified in like enjoying this this person they could laugh at and have fun with this mouse right and um and so this is a weird one to think about but if there wasn't a mickey mouse really that was i mean mickey mouse was global during that time but helping kids through this rough time they would have just had an impact or like a really devastating impact with no form of um happy escapism mm -hmm. um they would have just had to deal with that but instead, they had these really fun memories, being able to see like cartoons that had sync sound, yeah. um, something very different, something very fun with Mickey, and that carried them through the Great Depression. And so, might have been would, some of their only happy memories of their during childhood, that time, honestly. And would that have led to them being older, um, having a harsher outlook on life, and then their their kids almost following in that footsteps because of the the hard you know, kind of mentality that their parents had probably would have led a couple generations um, without that. That's true. And yeah. in addition to that, another thing in that documentary, which I was asleep for also, but I've seen it in the past was during world war two. It was mm -hmm. also talked about how Mickey was just kind of a symbol, of a hope. symbol of yeah. hope. Yeah. There was a story told about, um, it's somewhere in Poland. Poland. Yeah, I, I think. think is what they said. Um, there was something found that was written by one of the kids in Poland at the time where he had just been, I think, drawing pictures of Mickey or something. I can't yeah. remember exactly how the story goes now, but um, it was it was very obviously just like his symbol of hope and yeah. joy. Someone that he cling, uh, clung to Yeah, um, in the midst of those very very difficult times and um and then i it, was, it ended so sad i think like somehow it, yeah i think it was like in the last page like mickey was erased and wasn't there yeah um, because they were going through so much hard time so it was almost like you know would that hope ever really come 
Yeah. Um, something was that right? Died or something. Like, yeah. It was very sad. It was very sad. But um, <clears throat> there was also a photo found, um, I think, in Poland, of like this this um, this group of kids, and they're all like kind of dressed up as Mickey or like doing like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse plays and stuff like that. So they're finding hope during, you know, the, the devastating times. Just another crazy example of like not just the Great Depression. A world during World War Two and mm-hmm. all the stuff that, that Mickey came out at such a perfect time and was such a hopeful symbol and for some of the hardest times in history, world history yeah. we had so many examples of Mickey being the you know the thing that people clung to yeah yeah it's so crazy yeah and another one I just thought of the last one here um which I think is definitely interesting is that if Walt Disney had created Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and he was able to keep those rights and had, you know, decent success, but not the money to to do his future ventures that he did. Would Walt Disney have been an inspiration to as many people as he had? I mean, Walt Disney was such the perfect, you know, inspiration to look to for creative ventures because he was such a creative human being. But if he found mediocre success with Oswald and didn't have hardships to overcome and think outside the box and all that stuff, um, would he have been that kind of like, man, that, that really inspired me to do something. Cause I feel like so many people have Walt Disney as an inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. but what, what would it have been if people didn't get inspired? It might've been a less creative society than we have today. Cause yeah. Mickey Mouse was such the pinnacle of, um, animation creativity but just creativity in general because Mm -hmm. out of mickey mouse came multiple multiple movies every time i think about animated movies i think of disney also architecture um creativity with the parks and and Mm -hmm. ride engineering and all that stuff so so true (sighs) yeah it's really hard to inspire so many people yeah i don't know i don't know what things would look like if if he had never been created and if walt hadn't persevered through his trials yeah because yeah i mean you know there's a lot that we'll never know i guess but knowing how many people were inspired by him i could imagine things would be pretty different now with what we have and what's been created due to walt's inspiration yeah yeah it's just a, a testament of you know hardships are put in your life and it's really your perspective on those hardships that will lead you to your next step, right? Are you going to let it crush you if it's, you know, if it's a hard something? Or are you going to take that and say, I'm going to do better. I'm going to think outside the box and keep going. The story of Mickey Mouse is is such a story of perseverance and, and um, creativity. And I think it's just so awesome to reflect on um, right around Mickey's 95th birthday. I can't believe in a few years, he's going to be a hundred. I know it's, it's so crazy, but we just wanted to do this episode. We thought it'd be fun. I I feel like a lot of our episodes are very, you know, we have some sort of format. We have some sort of structure that we're going to be talking about with this one. We're just like, let's just have it open-ended. Chat about Mickey. And so, we would love to hear your thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this episode, just kind of like free-flowing thoughts. Um, if you have any other thoughts on Mickey Mouse or want to wish him happy birthday, let us know in the <laughs> comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We are about 
25 subs away from 700. So um, let, let's get there. Can we get there by the end of November? Probably not. But maybe you could change your Who mind. Knows? Maybe by the end of the year. Let's get to 1,000 by the end of the year. Got, let's make got, it happen. Got, no, got a little time, you know. It could happen. <laughs> I have to think outside the box like Walt right. Disney did to yeah. try to hit that 1K. No, but um, <laughs> And if you're listening on a podcasting platform, you could go ahead and click that follow button. It is free to follow us. Woohoo! Um, yeah, so that just helps out our show so much. We hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you don't hear from us by then. I think we should have an episode out next week. Maybe. Um, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely see you on Instagram, though, for sure. We love you. Thank you so much for your support, and we will catch you guys soon. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.